Welcome to the Pleasure Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Feldman, sex and pleasure coach, and this podcast is here to remind you of your natural birthright as a pleasure seeker so you can go create your most turned on life. Mamas, if you're ready to stop riding in the backseat of your own life, listen on. Well, hello, hello, all of my pleasure-seeking beauties. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? I am, um, we've entered into, let's see, purple tier COVID protocol here, which in my world really just means we are all back at home again. Um, well, not Jeremy, he's working at a clinic, so he's, you know, front lines in so to speak but it means for me that I am home with my little kids um 24/7 they were doing uh, daycare um and some distance learning at the daycare <laughs> oh, 3 days a week so now I am in the the throes again of of that fun balance so if you hear some elephants running through the hallway or crying or yelling or even bursting in the door. I am <laughs> oh, just figuring out again this fun balance of 2020, working from home as mom. So um, how are you all doing with that? And does it feel like a problem? Because I'm doing that work, unproblifying it in my head. So um, yeah. Okay. So what I want to talk to you all today about is your emotions how to be more emotional, why your emotions are quite possibly the most important piece of the puzzle. I mean, I talk a lot about thoughts and we spend a lot of time in the thought world, you know, like working out what thoughts are causing problems and blocking you from pleasure. But really, um, the reason why that is also so important is because our thoughts are creating all of our emotions. And sometimes those are conscious thoughts and sometimes they're kind of just way in the background and you kind of have to dig them out. So they're unconscious, but they're just like quietly in the background and they're still creating feelings within your body. And so, you know, women are known to be these emotional watery creatures that are just ebbing and flowing on the moon cycle or whatever, but your emotions are so important to key into. So I want to frame this in the context of just creating self-intimacy with yourself. So you know what's going on with yourself. So when a surface problem comes up in your sex life, in your marriage, in your partnership, in um, anywhere in life, really, you can tap into yourself before trying to solve and fix and change the world around you. Because really this work is about self-intimacy and just being present with your emotions. So the two, two things I want to encourage you is to ask better questions for yourself and to feel your feelings before trying to go out and change the world or your husband. <laughs> 
or your body or the weight on the scale or your children being at home during COVID times. So you just get to ask better questions. And so I'm going to give you a list of some questions, some basic questions at the end. But the first, the, like the main three letter question that I think is so powerful is why? And then you just keep asking yourself why. Let's say there's a problem. We'll go into some examples in a second. But like whatever the problem is, like, oh, why? Why do I think this? Why do I feel this? What's happening for me? And then a subtle way of just comforting those thoughts and easing yourself into intentionally feeling that feeling or at, at some point creating new thoughts that you can believe. So um, really what we're doing is just finding, like using the question of why to like find your feelings, like find the deeper thoughts. It's like gently peeling away the layers of what else is there? What else? What else am I like holding on to that feels like big and heavy and intense and like tight? You just want to like gently, why, 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 why? So because we can't force a new positive thought on top of like this mess of emotions. Like I should be feeling excited and happy and relieved and grateful. I should be so grateful. I mean, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and that that is a buzz in November of like gratitude. Of course we want to be grateful, but we have to kind of figure out what's going on underneath that, the, the negative or the messy, complicated feelings and emotions that make it really hard to believe the gratitude at times. It's like you vacillate. So without trying to avoid and bottle up or stuff down what you feel are kind of like the messier parts of you, the the like, oh my gosh, that I can't even go there. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that. We're just going to like hold our breath and push through. So it's all really in efforts to feel what's going on in your body. It doesn't mean believe all the thoughts and feelings, but just notice them and comfort them. Like, of course, this is okay. It's not a problem to be feeling big emotions like shame or humiliation or rejection or devastation or grief, like bigger emotions that might not even make sense that you'd be feeling them in the context, but so you bottle it down and, and kind of talk yourself out of feeling them. So chances are, if you're avoiding that emotion, it's just because a surface emotion is feeling a little bit more appropriate. So anxiety about COVID, you know, like you're going in, we went into this code purple and there's more cases every day. And there's like this anxiety that might feel, I mean, it feels very appropriate. And so you're kind of like tight up in your chest and in your shoulders, and you're kind of like running around like, ooh. And underneath that, if you, if you start asking why, why do I feel anxious? What is this all about? You might start noticing that underneath the anxiety is fear or even grief that like of a loss of the way things were or a fear that we won't get back to that or loved ones might get sick or anything that's like, oh, what else is going on? Because the anxiety feels familiar and manageable because that's just like we're coping with it. And that is easier to grapple with than 
things underneath it. So let's just use the example of your partner is propositioning you. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's been a while. We need to have sex. I need to have more sex with you or whatever. And you have a thought like, I really don't want to, like ever. I just don't want to. That's a no. And what will happen is we will, like maybe you have that thought and you don't really want to question it. It doesn't feel good. It feels resistance in your body. And even, even if you feel that resistance and you have sex, it's like this dreadful experience. Or if you say no and like deny sex, like you still have a somewhat different flavor of dreadful experience. Like you're resisting it and not really willing to question why. Why don't I want sex? So you get, to, you know, like right now, it's like that anxiety or that dread that you might be feeling. It's like your body's just talking to you. And it's giving you this information that there's something dangerous or uncomfortable or painful or like a lot of work and avoid it. Because that's what our primal wiring is set up for. It's like avoid pain, avoid work, or like be as efficient as possible and find the easiest pleasure possible. And so in that moment, you might be like, yeah, sleep is more pleasurable. Like sleep is easy, sleep sounds good, and it uh, helps me avoid whatever emotional pain or discomfort or work that might be involved with having sex or opening yourself up emotionally to why. So this process, just think, doesn't have to be, I don't want this to feel like a belabored, big, huge, emotional cry fest, although it might be. <laughs> Sometimes that's what happens and that's just like the way of it. But you just want to find why. Why? In the most gentle, curious way. So you have a thought like, I just really don't want to have sex. Why? And maybe it's not in the moment. Maybe it's like, I like to think of like time in the shower when you're alone and you're just kind of relaxed or you're just able to go there, right? You're not necessarily trying to multitask. You're able to be present with your mind. I'm just really tired, right? Like why don't I ever, I just, I'm so tired. Okay. Why am I so tired? Why? I have to do everything around the house with the kids and the laundry and I'm working and the bills. It's like, I have to do everything. Okay. Why? Because he's not doing enough. Okay. Why do you think that? Why is that? Why? Does that feel true? Because I have to do everything. I'm holding this house together. If I don't stay strong, it'll crumble around me. Okay. Why? Well, there's problems. There's problems and I don't want to give in and I want to like be strong and like I have to hold my ground. It's like my identity is like the glue and it's tight and it's like angsty. Okay. And then you just say, why? Why are you the glue? What are the problems you don't want to give into? Why don't you want to give into them? Because I can't trust him. Because I don't want to trust him. Because I don't want to go there. Okay. Why don't you want to trust him? Because he's hurt me before and he'll do it again. Okay. Why? What, what feeling is in there? all of these whys is just to gently open yourself up to what are you feeling? What thoughts are in there 
that you believe that feel like scary, really scary or heavy or sad or negative on some level that you don't want to go there. You don't want to think it, you don't want to go there. But in the background, it's still playing. So maybe it's a fear. What am I afraid of? What, what feels tender here? What feels like prickly or like unnerving? I don't want to open up that box, that Pandora's box. And maybe there's a thought in there that he's going to hurt me again um, or betray me or leave me. Um, and what is that feeling you may be avoiding by thinking that? But it's still being thought somewhere in the background. It's um, And maybe that is devastation. And obviously, this is kind of a specific example, but I want you to apply it for whatever that why, wherever that like journey of why takes you. And just notice, it's like, oh, bingo, there's a big old emotion. That's not dread. That's not like low-grade anxiety that's just kind of like tight in my chest. So feeling, feeling tired might feel like one thing in your body. Resistance might feel like another thing in your body. And all like those are probably more comfortable than whew, devastation. And maybe on a conscious level, you're like, yeah, but I'm not like, logically that might not make sense, but your body believes that to be true. Like those deeper kind of fears are playing unchecked in your background, like a, a radio in the background and in the other room. So of course, like if we don't kind of tune into that radio station, that's like in the other room, it's just kind of like underlying to varying volumes underlying what is like narrating your life, narrating your sex life, narrating your connection to him. And sometimes that thought has nothing to do with him. It's like, I'm not an equal partner. I'm not making enough money. I'm not doing enough. I, and I want to like, I almost like have to punish myself and like shut down. So it, sometimes it has to do with him and sometimes it doesn't, but just like gently asking why. And when you find the emotion without trying to like think happier thoughts about it and be like, no, 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 that's totally not true. I'm fine. The world is fine. And talk yourself out of it before, because your body's in this like alert state that there's danger, that there's some threat. There's like fear of that emotion, of that reality that feels threatening to you. So we just want to feel the feeling. So the first step is asking why, building that self-intimacy, just like gently uncovering the feeling. And when you find a feeling that it maybe isn't the end-all be-all feeling, but you're like, whoa, that's in there. What does that feel like? So this process of feeling your emotions can look different for different people and at different times in your day or in your life. So, uh, you know, on one level, it could just be I'm feeling really anxious and I'm observing that. And if you have the bandwidth and the time and the space, really it's like creating that safe space to ask why, 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 why. You just notice what's going on. What feels like, where am I feeling that, let's say devastation in my body? And you just kind of like bring your attention inward. It's like thinking of it as just observing what's happening. So, 
like where does that sensation feel strongest in your body? Maybe it's in your chest and it feels, you just ask these questions of, okay, what does it feel like? What am I noticing? Like you close your eyes and just go in. It does it feel um, tight? Is it buzzing or squeezing? Is it fast or slow? Is it dark, heavy, light, bubbly, ominous, fast, sharp? Does it feel like a shattering moving? Is it stagnant? So you just allow yourself to just keep breathing your observation down into your body. Like with each breath, just like what else is happening here? And you're observing it. And sometimes to be fucking honest, that will feel so uncomfortable. It's like it, the vibrations can be so strong. You are crying. You are like shivering. I literally have had like when those emotions are really big, like if it's shame, for instance, like I've had fevers, like shame induced fevers or um, like feeling so nauseous, like you literally might throw up and chances are you won't, but like those emotions are there for the, it's your body telling you something. So your body's like reacting to a thought, but its purpose on a primal level is to be like, there's a tiger, I'm feeling panic and I'm going to run. Like your body feels the need to like run. So we don't want to change that. We don't want to stop feeling or numb out and just like only feel positive emotion. Because when there is real danger, when your kids are running out into the street, you need that. You need that alarm to like be rapid fire and go grab them. You need that system to be well oiled. But when you're sitting, you know, like on the edge of your bed thinking like, I really don't want to have sex. Is that danger in your brain worth like going unchecked? That fear of devastation, that fear of vulnerability, the fear of whatever emotion that might be um, ominously waiting to be felt. It's like, alarms are happening inside of you saying this is a dangerous situation. Do you want that to be unchecked? So, you know, it's, I kind of like to think of this as like your body is just a body, right? Sometimes you're, it's an emotional vibration and sometimes it's literally the physical sensation and they might not be that different. So that's why it's like, I'm so emotional. I could pee my pants. I'm so emotional like excited, or I'm so upset, I could throw up like that, like in your heartbreak. If you've had heartbreak, it's like, I feel like my heart, like my chest hurts. It's like squeezing, like I'm breaking inside. And it's helpful sometimes to remind yourself that that physical sensation of the emotion, that vibration in your body is not so unlike carrying heavy grocery bags up a hill. And it's like that workout of your shoulders, but that's just anxiety. You're like, oh, okay, I can, I can help my body. I'm going to do th some thought work. So I'm not creating more anxiety, but it's also just part of my body. And, you know, you might've like, if you've ever eaten bad fish, you're like, oh, this is going to pass. And it's not part of who I am. 
It's just something my body is experiencing. So with those bigger emotions that we don't, we're so afraid to go and feel them, but just like eating bad fish, which totally sucks, <laughs> nobody wants to do, that emotion will just come and go. It's not who you are. It's not your identity. It's not set in stone. So to be open to feeling it and observing it and letting it just kind of you know, buzz around your body, then it has the opportunity to keep going. So what's the point of all this? Like, why the hell am I asking you to feel miserable, more miserable than you are just like sitting at the edge of your bed? Like, let's just fucking get this over with or whatever the situation is. Like, let's just oh, don't go there and just man up and keep going. Because when you can feel any emotion, whether that's sobbing in the shower, like, uh, do I really want to keep opening this Pandora's box or like allowing yourself to simply subtly drop into observation, you can feel any emotion. You can create any result in your life. You can allow space for yourself to be human. And the bigger your range of emotion, the more potential you have for more like positive emotion, honestly. So, because you can't really feel the positive if you are clinging on to the negative fears in your brain, like literally in that situation, you can't open yourself to love and desire and pleasure. If you're clinging so tightly to the, the pain and the pressure and the like angst inside of you. So when you can feel your feelings on purpose, it's empowering because that's how you change a stuck pattern in your sex life or your career or your parenting or your marriage. It's like how you can feel on purpose. You want to feel more love, desire, passion, playfulness, but you can't get there until you have that self-intimacy. What is actually going on for me? What is this fear that's gripping on so tight that I can't relax and let my guard down? It's just the fear of a feeling or losing control, or the fear of change, or of letting part of your identity shift, which is what happens when a belief changes. So when you make space for your, it's like clearing out the dishes of your brain, like all the dirty dishes, like, okay, what's actually going on here? All these emotions, um, you create space for those more intentional thoughts to land a little more firmly to like have a place in your brain and in your body. I am safe. I am whole. I am loved and lovable. Nothing has gone wrong. Love and desire are present and natural right now in my body, in my life. And that love is easy. Pleasure is easy and always for me. So this process of asking why, allowing whatever to come up, to come up and be felt and within your control. So it's not just indulging at the truth of what your brain is telling you, but just allowing those to just give some airtime. We're just airing it out, washing the dishes. 
And this is how we create emotional adulthood, which is a fancy way of just saying, owning your shit. You take responsibility for your thoughts and feelings. And that is how you create your sex life, create pleasure for yourself. You take responsibility for what you are thinking and feeling without putting that burden or blame or duty on someone else to change or do things to make you happy, feel comfortable, feel sexy, feel empowered, feel like you can trust them. Like those feelings come from your brain, from your thoughts. And you can't create those feelings if there's a shit ton of other thoughts blocking you from feeling intentionally. So it's like getting out of damsel in distress energy, what I would call. Like, I don't really like to use victim mentality, but that's kind of what it is. Like, I'm at the victim, at the, like, the perils of my life versus I am not a damsel in distress. I am a fucking hot-blooded woman, and I have the capacity to feel on purpose so I can go and create whatever the fuck I want in my love life, and beyond in my most pleasured life. So what are some, like, I love the question why. Kind of like just lets it be okay. Whatever's coming up, you're just like digging. And when you're kind of ready, to, like you felt the feelings and you're like, all right, whoa, okay, that was in there. Some other questions to ask yourself to kind of inch away from that very believable thought. Like, I don't want to. It's hard to like just jump to, yeah, I love sex. I want it all the time. Give me more. Like maybe you want to get to that point, but before that you just kind of feel the feelings, right? Whatever feels true. And here are some questions that have helped me um, that I've learned from other coaches, uh, my mentor, Brooke Castillo, um, Katie Byron, just kind of where better questions, meatier questions that get you better results or just kind of ease you out of a thought pattern. Is it true? Like whatever the thought is in your brain, is it true? Is it really, 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 really 100% without a doubt would everyone in the world agree for this to be factually true? Because your brain is always going to tell you, yep, that's true. <laughs> um, is it true? Is it really true? Even if it is true, like, yes, it is true. This is a fact. COVID has, you know, 900 cases in my county. Okay, that's a fact, right? But does it serve me to keep thinking it? Whatever feelings are coming up, is that model really helping me? That thought, creating whatever feeling and how I'm reacting to it. Do I have to keep thinking it? Even if it is true. Who would I be without that thought? Like if that thought just was like erased from my brain, who would I be? And one thing that I just like to think too is like, what would help just 2%? How could I feel just 2% better? Or just slightly different flavor of that emotion or that thought. And then like those why, 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 questioning with that gentle curiosity just gives you tools to be able to keep moving forward, to keep creating and deepening your own self-intimacy. 
So this week, I want you to love on yourself, love on yourself with that gentle curiosity, with that inquisitiveness that helps you just appreciate what you are experiencing. So if you want to go deeper into this work with a guidance of a coach, I think of it as like the difference of reading a book and being like, oh, that's cool. Aha moments versus sitting down with the author line by line and seeing how you can put this work into practice to seeing how your specific situation is not an exemption from the rule that this works for you and I can help you get deeper in that. So if that's of interest to you, let me know, can, um, set up a consultation. They're free and they are transformation, even just in one fantastic setting, one hour. So if you'd like a consultation, you can send me a request at Lydia at LydiaFeldmanCoaching.com. And otherwise, please stay tuned for more workshops coming up next month. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a fan-fucking-tastic week, my friends. Bye. Hey, I'd love to hear from you and know what pleasure topics you want to hear more about. Also, you're invited to come join my free Facebook group and erotic book club, The Electric Ladies Lounge. If you're curious about one-on-one coaching, book a consultation and see how pleasure coaching can transform your life.